Welcome to CIR Realty Business Mastery, where we present on topics that will help you build a successful real estate business. While you're here, be sure to subscribe to not miss any new episodes, as well as leave us a five-star review. That'll help others discover us too. We hope you enjoy today's episode. So as we go into our first segment, Dower Rights and really understanding the process, and we deal with Tower both in the purchase agreement and in the seller rep agreement. So when the seller rep agreement, we deal with it because we need to get consent from a non-owner spouse. But let's talk a little bit first about what are dower rights. So sometimes there's confusion. They believe the person with the dower rights sometimes is a seller um, and they're not actually a seller. Dower rights are when a couple who is legally married only one of them is currently on title and they've lived in the property at some point during their marriage. And we deem that really to be if either of them have spent one night in the property. So when we look at that, what does that actually create for that known owner spouse? And what it creates is called a life estate. So the person who owns or is on title cannot sell or mortgage the property without the consent of the non-owner spouse. And that really is what we look at when we're talking about dower. So if uh, I'm just gonna share my screen right now for section eight of the seller rep agreement, and we'll just kind of go through that. And it's really a very simple test to determine if dower applies. So when we look at section eight, the first line in 8.1 is, the following question must be answered if you're the only registered owner of the property. So when we look at title, if there are more than one, if there's more than one person on the title, dower doesn't apply. There's no requirement to answer these questions. So when we see one, I actually had an interesting question last week because it was a brother and sister who were on the title. Both of them were married and the realtor was unsure because they were brother and sister, but married and they lived in the property, did dower apply? So the first rule and the simple part of the test is one person only on title. And then the second part of that test is in the questions when we look at them is, are you legally married? So really question your client on this. Common law relationships don't count. If they have been are legally separated, yes, dower would apply because they are still legally married. So we want to make sure that we understand what their current relationship status is and make sure they're very clear. If they are not yet fully legally divorced, then dower applies. The second part of that test is have they resided on the property? And as I mentioned earlier, we define that as either person living in or, in or staying a minimum of one night in the property. When they do, now dower is in effect. So what do we have to do? We have to provide them with our dower consent form. We do not fill out the dower consent form. We add the contract number to the upper right-hand corner of the schedule. And just give me a second and I'll jump into my forms page and pull up a copy of the dower consent for you. So when we look at it, you should be able to see it on the screen now, the exclusive seller representation and dower consent, we fill in the brokerage agreement numbers top right and in the first line, 
the address of the property. We explain to the non-owner spouse and the spouse that the non-owner will have to meet with a, we recommend a lawyer. The minimum is a commissioner of oaths in Alberta to complete the document. They will go through it with the non-owner spouse alone and separate from the person registered on title. So there's no, hopefully, possibility of undue influence. That person will review. And the reason we recommend a lawyer is they definitely understand Dower. They can explain it and they can certainly make sure that their client totally understands what they're seeing. And I think my screen just stopped sharing again. Okay, we'll get that back up in a minute. So when you're listing this, you need to get it to them. Have them get into the lawyer or whoever they complete it with as quickly as possible. We require the dower consent to properly list the property so that we know that they're aware of the sale is happening and that they've consented or agreed to it being placed on the marketplace. So it's pretty straightforward in that way. When we jump forward into residential purchase contract, and if you're looking at it from the buyer's side, there's two areas we need to talk about. The first one is in section seven. So as a buyer's rep, of course, you should have pulled your title or obtained a copy of the title from the listing realtor and reviewed it. When you see only one person on title, that does not mean Dower definitely applies. We trust that the seller or listing agent has done their due diligence and determined. So as part of your conversation with the agent on the other side as you're either prepping your offer, would be to find out if Dower is actually involved. Are we still mirroring, Addy? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure they're seeing it on the screen. So in Section 7, we don't fill that in. That is the responsibility of the listing agent to add that into the contract. You can, in your conversation with them, find out if Dower does apply. And if it does, ask them if they would like you to insert a date that their client can now do the consent to the purchase contract. So when we don't have an outright Dower release on title, we like to see both of the consents, one to the listing agreement, one to the purchase agreement. But be careful. A Dower release that is registered on title means that the non-owner spouse has already met with, completed the paperwork to release their Dower rights, and the seller is able to sell the property without their involvement at all. However, a dower release, because it's registered, can be removed from title. So Rika's recommendation and our recommendation is that we still complete the consents, even if there is a dower release on title. We want to avoid that problem when it comes to day of land transfer. So the non-owner spouse is going to sign a dower consent at the time of the listing agreement. They will sign a second consent saying they have viewed the property, or excuse me, reviewed the contract, and they have consented to it. And we're going to put a date in 7.1, either the listing agent or the buying agent, on when that will be provided back to the buying agent. When we jump down to the final section in section 18, we have a separate area for the non-owner spouse to sign. So this clearly identifies the dower was in place, because it does state when dower rights apply, 
and they've consented to and reviewed the contract and they are going to supply the copy of the dower consent. So quick rule of thumb when you're doing the test always, are they legally married? Have they resided in the property? And is there only one person on title? If you're ever un unsure, make sure that you reach out to us uh, and we can always review the title, discuss with you and give you advice at the time. So hopefully that covers off Dower. We really don't want to muck it up because if we don't have those consents and the third and final consent at time of land transfer, the property won't transfer to the new buyer. But if we have the consents in place, it gives the lawyer for the seller the ability to go into court and apply to have the sale forced through in that the non-owner spouse is interrupting the sale where they have previously consented twice to it. So hopefully that protects our sellers and our buyers when they're buying where dower rights apply. That's all we have for you today. And thank you so much for giving us your time and tuning in. Don't forget to like CIR Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and to follow us on Instagram. Take care, everyone.